Welcome to the Revenue Builders Podcast with John McMahon and John Kaplan. This podcast is brought to you by Force Management. Force's solutions help companies, small teams, and individuals accelerate sales performance. Be sure to check out their online platform, Ascender. Today, we revisit our conversation with Alan Chavra, Executive Vice President of Worldwide Partners at MongoDB. We talked to Alan about what goes into finding the right partner and how you innovate those relationships to really build your channel organization. Talk to us a little bit about not only managing the diversity of partnerships, but how do you actually like prioritize who you're going to go after first, second, third? Can you you know, give give the audience a little glimpse of that. Well, I think it's um, it's a great question. Uh, when I joined back in 2015, uh, we had a great product with great customer adoption, but we were figuring out how to go to market and how to um, sell our software at high volume to end customers. And I think um, our executive team at the time was smart, where for a database company. You really need people around the product set to be able to sell uh, at scale. I mean, look at what Oracle did in the 90s. They didn't sell by themselves. They had Accenture really behind them, which helped them accelerate. So we invested in partnerships early, but we had to, to John's point, start from the ground up. Um, Because at the time, we really didn't have any partnerships that were working. Um, What my strategy has always been is to put a sales lens on what types of partnerships we go after. Um, being someone that's come from sales, I've also come from services and pre-sales. I've kind of put that lens in two uh, vectors. First vector is, does the customer care about the partnership we're about to sign? Okay. Mm-hmm. And if they, they care probably in three ways. First, does a partnership that MongoDB signs help a customer with delivering our software and supporting our software better? Number one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two. Does the partnership sign allow the customer to have an ecosystem tools and other products that work with my software so they can build solutions faster? Number three, does the partnership help the customer buy my software, procure it easier in all parts of the world? So I kind of first put a customer lens. Does the partnership fit into one or all three of those buckets? If the answer is yes, then how do I translate that into increasing sales productivity for my sales reps? Okay. If that partnership, if I sign that and I get my team to go spread that worldwide, will it help the MongoDB sales reps drive more sales productivity? Will it help them sell more sales software? Will it help them extend their reach into customers they haven't even seen before? Or will it help them elevate their stance within a customer that we have as install base? When you put that together, then you get a handful of partners that you double down. Okay. Um, I'm not one for where you just like have hundreds of partners that you focus on. You really should get the ones that fit into all those buckets and then you go deep. For MongoDB, that's definitely the cloud providers. Okay. We have huge partnerships with AWS, Google, and we're growing our partnership with Azure. It's also very important for us to have system integrators working with us, because as I mentioned earlier, if you're a a database vendor or a data vendor, most likely enterprise customers are going to rely on system integrators to write new software with your product or modernize legacy 
with your product. And third, if you're a data provider, you're also going to be looking for other software companies to embed your software, which we call ISVs, independent software vendors. I want other companies to embed my database in their stack and go sell their stack to a variety of end customers. Right. And then finally, especially in areas in Asia and public sector, you need resellers because there's parts of the world you can't hire lots of sales reps to go cover. So you want distributors and resellers to be able to go cover those spaces as well as handle some of the compliance regulations that the uh, those end customers require through a distributor. So if you put, if, to summarize, if you put the customer lens on, does the customer care about this partnership? And second, if so, will it help my sales reps increase sales productivity? If you if if that's if both fit, then you go deep with a partnership. I know many partner leaders that focus on marketing partnerships. I don't believe in those because you only have so much time. I care about customer first, and then how are we going to improve, increase my sales productivity reps, uh, sales reps productivity second. Now, Alan, a lot of times you can sign an agreement you know, corporation to corporation, right? And you can get what I call like a blue ribbon agreement, meaning it was a nice agreement at the top, but there's no underlying relationship at, let's call it the street level, you know, sales reps in territories to sales reps from the partnership, you know, in territory. So can you talk a little bit about how do you gain traction early on or even initially with a partner to make sure that you can build that trust and build that relationship. Yeah, it's a great point. It does start in this on the street. If the local sales leaderships from both companies are not tied at the hip, global partnerships do not work. They may help with some marketing awareness. They may get um, you know people excited on LinkedIn, but if there's no real tied at the hip in the geos, it doesn't work. Now, in order to do that, you can't just be like, well, hey, you know, John and uh, Joe, you guys should go meet for coffee and talk about the partnership. You need to find out what's in it for each of them. Mm -hmm. So seller comp is critical. Do both sales teams get paid on the mutual solution? That's something I always think about. Second, I want the other side of my partnership to want working with MongoDB badly. So what can I do to convince them to want to call my local sales rep and say, we should engage? So let's talk about a cloud provider. A cloud provider's sales rep has to drive consumption of their clouds. They would go to a bank, try to convince that bank to migrate many, many applications that are on-premise to the cloud. And that cloud provider sales rep is going to be motivated to do an upfront annual commitment with that bank. Okay, so AWS calls them PPAs, private pricing agreements. Azure calls them commit to consumes. Google calls them commits. So their job is to go get the end customer, the bank in this scenario, to buy a lot of cloud infrastructure upfront for multiple years. So that's why you've seen in the earnings uh, calls from the cloud providers that they have a backlog of commit contracts that have been sold. 
Mm-hmm. Recently, one cloud provider on earnings had $80 billion of commit backlog that has to be burned down for that cloud provider to recognize it as revenue. So the sales rep's job is to sell the commit, okay, the cloud provider's sales rep's job, sell the commit to the bank, but also burn it down. So what my team's job is to convince that cloud provider that MongoDB is one of the best ways for them to burn down those commits, which we are. Because it's not just my software burning it down. I talk about all the other software that my product drags to the equation. So I've convinced my team to go speak to these sellers at the cloud providers that for every dollar you bring in MongoDB into your account, there's seven to 10x more of other services that you can sell to drive down that commit. So when you have a talk track like that with the partners, sellers, and both sales teams have the right sales compensation models, then these things work in the field. If those aren't aligned, they become corporate partnerships. And to your point, John, they don't stay. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Alan, it's really once both, you know, your sales rep and the partner sales rep close a deal and put commission money in their pockets, that's when trust is established. And then you can build and maintain a long-term relationship. Otherwise, (laughs) it just doesn't happen. And then we celebrate the win and we celebrate it at scale. And you know better than anyone, sales reps like to talk to each other, both good and bad. And if the sales reps uh, from the Mongo side does a great win because the cloud provider, uh, partner rep helped us, sales rep helped us, he's going to tell, she's going to tell other sales reps. And we're going to promote that win wire across both companies to drive it at scale. Eventually, you hit a critical mass where it becomes second nature for both companies. But in the early days, you got to get those wins quickly between sales reps and promote it to all the worldwide teams. And do you think that the um, second nature, as you described it, is based, again, based upon momentum because more and more reps from each side are winning and winning and, and, and getting paid commissions? It's based on 100% based on momentum and trust. Um, partnerships can also fail very quickly. Um, to your point, in the street, people want to sell deals. They want to help customers. They want to put coin in their pocket, um, and they're going to spread the word. But their partnerships at the central level, they can be struck quickly, but they also can be destroyed quickly. And so, what, what do you think is the biggest things that start to destroy? Um, trust or so really? back to trust. For example, compensation models can be changed. For example, um, competitive products can be focused on. So it's important that while you're working, you're having the teams in the field work closely together with momentum, that centrally you are looking after the partnership to make sure there aren't changes made that will stall the partnership. And those usually tie to compensation, competitive products, um, lack of focus, or you spread yourself too thin. Maybe centrally you're working on too many partnerships and you don't have time to double down on the ones that are working. Right. So then let's talk about how you, once you start, you gain traction initially, you're starting to get some wins. Then on the opposite side, how do you think you can turbocharge 
uh, a relationship? Well, with the let's talk about the um, SI partners for a second. Okay. All right. Yeah. So SI partners care a little bit about you know with the cloud partners they care about the attach of what my product will bring them and burning down their backlog. SI partners care about something a little bit different. They care about selling services, consulting that are extremely strategic for the CXOs of their end customers and are high margin. It's mainly billable hours, right? They want billable hours, but they want high margin billable hours. Right. So they're burning down, burning down more people they can put on it and the more hours they can burn, the more profitable it is for them. Correct. And the biggest is a high margin engagement to your right. So, for example, if the consulting firm is working on a project that the CXO cares about, like cloud migration, they can put more architects on the engagement, which are more high, higher billable rate with more margin. If they work on like outsourcing projects the CXOs don't care about, they're considered commodity. So the big consulting firms want high margin projects. Cloud migration is still the biggest kind of SI projects that are going on. So to turbocharge a partnership with an SI, you need to go help them with that journey. Mm. So what we did at MongoDB is we came up with a certification program where within 20 hours, we can train an SI architect to become a leader in cloud migration with one caveat. We teach the SI architects how to modernize the customer's estate as they move to the cloud and not just migrate or what we call a lift and shift. So we came up with an innovative program that the SI architects will want to get certified because it helps them with the career to turbocharge partnerships with like with the likes of Accenture and TCS and Infosys. So there's ways that companies like MongoDB can get big with SIs if we help them with the cloud migration journey and come up with ways where the architects want to lead with your products through certification because it's going to help them become more billable. In our full episode, Alan also talks about managing channel conflict. Find the link to it in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Make it a great week.